Hey there, podcast listener. Ditchy the Hamster here to let you know that there's no I in team, but there is one in iTunes. So use your eyeballs, go there, and leave an I review. No, it doesn't work. Do it anyway! I have worked for Mr. Krabs for many years and always thought he was a great boss. You see? A great boss! I now realize that he's a great big jerk! I deserve that manager's job! But you didn't give it to me! Cause you say I'm a kid! Well, I am 100% man! And this man has got something to say to you! After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. After midnight, we're gonna chill and shine. Here we go! <laughs> it's probably my age that tricks you into thinking that I'm an adult. I love that quote. <laughs> I posted that quote everywhere on the internet because it's so me! I really don't feel that I was born in 1974, although my, my, my knees do remind me sometimes that I was, but still, I was doing a show about the year I was born a few episodes ago, and I caught myself thinking, man, they don't make music like that anymore. God, I'm old. I'm so old. And yet, I watch cartoons with my kids so much so that sometimes they want to watch something else in cartoons, and I don't want to know. I want to watch Shouter, SpongeBob, Wee Bear Bear. You know, I like cartoons. So I thought maybe I should do a show about it. The thing is, though, there are so many songs about being young, and those that are not are songs about <laughs> regretting not being young anymore. Still, I found five songs, my five favorite, about that thing. Couldn't quite put a word on what I wanted to do. Almost called it Tony Python's Meaning of Life. <laughs> There's a trademark on that. <clears throat> anyway, I simply called it Aging. The theme of this week is Aging. Welcome after midnight. My name is Anthony from Montreal, Canada, I am a night shift worker, have been for the last 16 years, and I spend my days taking care of two specialty kids, which means that I won't have any social life or hobbies at all. A friend of mine inspired me to podcast, do something for myself that I like to do. I like talking. I don't get a chance to do a lot. I like music. So if you don't know what to talk about, talk about what you know. What I do is each week I play five songs related to a topic. We have established the topic this week is aging. Let's start with the first three songs. Enjoy. Right 
Somebody peed my pants. Oh, thank God. But I don't know if it was baby me or old me. Or just me, me. are old enough to babysit? Us? Yes, you. But promise you'll be responsible. I promise to be the most responsible kid and will handle my responsibilities in the most responsible way. Yeah, responsible! You have no idea what responsible means, do you? Nah. It means acting like a grown-up, and most of all, it means taking care of your little sister. Can I trust you guys to do that? Come on, Mom. We were born reprehensible. Responsible. Yeah, that's what I meant.
the song that introduced my generation to the Grateful Dead, the MTV generation. Well, I don't consider myself MTV generation because I didn't get MTV. We were living far, far in the woods and we had like two and a half channels on those bunny years. And I say two and a half because one of them was really fuzzy. And um, what do we call ourselves? Generation X? Is that a bad thing to say now? Is that a, a bad word? 80s kids. Let's go with 80s kids. It made us want to go back and discover what they had done the band had done since the, the mid-60s. And uh, if kids, if you don't know that, the Cherry Garcia flavor from Ben & Jerry's, that's from this guy, the singer of The Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia, lived a hard life, had constant issues with substance abuse, and bless his heart, he did try again and again and again to get out of it. He wasn't a bad man at all, just a guy who could not get above his temptations and eventually got the better of him, but not before giving us an incredible legacy. A lot of loyalists over the years have told me that this is not a, a real dead song. They sold out. It was the 80s. Everybody was bad in the 80s. You know what? They were always eclectic from day one. I mean, their music was, it was folk. It was country. It was bluegrass, blues, jazz, reggae, psychedelic. A lot of experimental stuff that he just fused. Mastered. It was a smorgasbord. Basically, so that song, yes, it was a dead song, really it is, because they didn't really want to always go back. They was trying new things with every genre of music available, a little bit like Queen. And you can say whatever you want about them, but you cannot take one Queen song and say, this isn't Queen. Like when they released an album after uh, Freddie Mercury's death, I think it was called From Heaven. It was years ago. But still, people were saying, that's not Queen. You know what? Yes, it was. <laughs> There's not one song from Queen that was not a Queen song. It was eclectic as hell. And so was The Grateful Dead. Um, Touch of Grey, though, it's probably about Jerry Garcia. He was getting gray himself by then <laughs> a little bit. And um, if you have a chance, check the music video. It's really 1980s, but it holds up. It's really, really cute. I love it. I, whenever I, I listen to the song, I see these skeletons playing the music and one of them catching a rose in his teeth. It's really cute. I really love it. Before that, the band mostly prominent in the 1990s, The Magnetic Fields, uh, an album they released in 1995, but they did eight albums between 91 and 99. It's really impressive when you think of it. The album was called Get Lost. The song is When You're Old and Lonely. Always pinches my heart to listen to that song. I really love it, but it makes me sad so much. I think that was meant, and I think it was also meant to remind me of a period that I loved, the punk rock scene of uh, the late 70s, early 80s, the New Wave movement. The song reminds me a lot of that, of those bands. Even the cover, I think, is an homage to that. If it's not, then they really subconsciously did pay homage to the Ramones, the Knack, the Clash, the Smiths, Talking Heads, all these New Wave bands. That's what it reminds me of. The first time I heard that song, I thought it was a lost Talking Heads song. Really love it. Hope you discover it, too. Before that, an actual punk rock new wave band from the 1970s the undertones with teenage kicks released in 1978 took me a while to discover that song to be honest with you but still it is on the heels of what was happening on the british rock scene right after Sebicious and the sex pistols took <laughs> britain by storm even though they, they weren't really an, an extraordinary commercial or artistic success uh, the sex pistol did pretty much bury disco and prog rock and all these languishing superficial drug songs that were the norm in the 1970s, along came the second British invasion and just completely revolutionized music. And it spread like 
wildfire, the undertones were right there. They weren't as grimy or gritty or as raw as the Sex Pistols. They were more pop, but still punk rock. Not like Blondie, not like these really rebel bands. Still, it's it's a sound that I really like. I discovered them late, unfortunately. But uh, I did discover them, and I love them, and I hope you love them too. NF Chatter, two more songs. Enjoy. When I was younger Living confusion Deep despair
you know, like, what to wear, very serious, like, you know. Am I gonna get rid of the pimples? Does she really love me? All that crap. But now I don't bother about that shit no more. I know she loves me. All I gotta bother about is standing up. A nursing home. A nursing home? What are, you, what, what are you, nuts? I'm a genius. I build robots for fun. Well, now you can build baskets and watch Paul Newman movies on VHS and mentally scar the Boy Scouts every Christmas. What does that mean? It's personal.
The, the artist, well, I say the artist that influenced me the most culturally wise, that shaped my cultural personality is a man named Jean-Pierre Ferlin. He's a singer, songwriter, composer from Quebec. Started his career in France in the early 60s. Didn't really work out because he was a classical singer and there was a counterculture movement. So it didn't work out very much. Came back here in 1969. Decided to try his hand at this new psychedelic sound that was coming out of the late 60s. And in 1970, he gave a fantastic album, one of the best albums to ever come out of Canada, not just Quebec, Canada. It's called Jaune. And one of the reasons, to me, musically, aesthetically, it was so good, was the contribution of a man named Tony Levin. He's a bass player, a session bass player. He's 72 years old now, and he looks younger than me, I must say that. <laughs> I'm half his age, <laughs> he looks younger than me. But... um. He was a guy who always pushed the envelope. Try something different. Try something else. Not just always the same sound. Not just in that era, but he still does it today. He's still very much active in working with contemporary artists. Trying something else. Trying something different. Listen to this. He worked with Cher, Asia, Alice Cooper, John Lennon, Sarah McLaughlin, Stevie Nicks, Pink Floyd, Paul Simon, Dire Straits, Lou Reed, David Bowie, Tom Waits, Todd Rundgren, Seal, Warren Zevon, Kevin Parrin, Laurie Anderson, yes, yes! <laughs> Gary Burton, James Taylor, Herbie Mann, Carly Simon, Peter Frampton, let this goes on and on and on and on and on. He's an incredible bass player. He brings something to a song that you just cannot reproduce, that another bass player could not bring. It does an incredible difference, a world of difference in the song, having someone like him. So that song by John Lennon, I tolerate, because I'm not a huge John Lennon fan. Throw rocks at me if you want. Everything he did with Yoko just doesn't cut it for me. But this one album by Lennon, Milk and Honey, it, it deserves looking into the kind of music that Tony Levin did. Look back into everything he did with everyone he worked with, and you will understand what I'm saying. And it was succeeded by Nathaniel Redcliffe and the Night Sweats, their debut album in 2015. It's it's a little bit hard to pinpoint the kind of music they do. 
It's it's considered new soul, quote unquote. I call it party music, especially their, their biggest single from that album. It's called "Son of a Bitch." <laughs> really, listen to that song. It feels like a party song. It feels like a song you're there in a pub and makes you want to do a jig. This one, um, never get old. I can't remember where I, I I heard this song for the first time. I think it was at the grocery store because a lot of the songs I play here are songs that I heard at my local grocery store. Who? Ever is DJ at that place. He's awesome. I love his sound. I discovered that band, though, themselves. Before that song, I discovered a band in a show called Catastrophe with, uh, with and by Rob Delaney and Shannon Hogan about an American and, uh, American man and a British woman who have a one night stand, results in a pregnancy, so they try to make it work as a couple. Really funny. I think it's coming to an end this year. Fourth season is coming out or came out, but it is coming to an end. Don't miss it. If you've never watched it, it's British, so it's not 25 episodes a season. Something like, I think, six or seven episodes a season. But it's really, 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 really good. <laughs> and already time to say goodbye. I want to say thank you so much for being with me again this week. I hope you liked it as much as I love recording it. I have to admit, I do this for me. But if by some miracle <laughs> you like it as much as I do, then please come back next time for another subject. But right now, have a good week. Oh. I think I made my point.